Hey guys, by the way, I smell great. I keep like, it sounds weird to use catch a whiff in a good way, because usually catch a whiff means you caught a whiff of something disgusting, right? But I keep like smelling me and I smell good. It's not like I put on any perfume or anything, but I did use my dad's aunt, Patty, who I call Aunt, aunt Patty as well. She, a couple years ago, gave me this, I don't know what, I don't have it with me, but anyway, it's some shower gel or wash or whatever it's called, and I am love. it's the cleanest scent I've ever, I've ever smelled, I, I would say, other than that traditional laundry scent. It's much like that, actually. I gotta figure out if they still make this. I love it. Anyway, hello, everybody. That's a full minute of talking about how, how uh, amazing I smell. Welcome to me reading stuff. My name's Robin Renee O'Neill. I was born April 30th, 1977 in Omaha, Nebraska at St. Joseph Hospital at 8.58 p.m. Um, that's a little bit about me. I'm a visual artist. That's what I do for a living. For anybody who's new, I make drawings. You can check them out at my website, robinoneal.com. I'll put a link in the description for you to find it. And this, this podcast is about me reading something to you and just kind of talking to you, kind of getting familiar, asking you questions, telling you things about me, telling you my worries and my hopes for you, and just getting into life business. That's kind of what we do here at Me Reading Stuff. There's no we, it's just me, but, and occasionally my dad. Other than that, you're just going to hear me talk for a while. So, well, I've been getting a, quite a few new listeners, so I thought I would just introduce myself to you guys. And to you old timers, welcome back. I wish you guys were in my house right now. Again, fall is in the air. I, the last two days I've been cleaning like a maniac, not even cleaning, organizing. And I don't know, it seems like my life and my house has just come together in the last couple of days. Like it's finalized. This is it. This is how I want it to look for the next 100 years. And I couldn't be happier. Anyway, it's just very cozy and sweet in here. I'm making a lasagna right now. So if my alarm goes off, I apologize, but I need to keep an eye on it. And I don't know how else to do that when I'm recording. So anyway, all this to say, I wish you guys were all just sitting in my living room with me. Right now I'm in my studio, which is not as cozy. I mean, it's cozy. There's a couch, there's pillows, blankets, carpet, but the lights. I think the reason... Yeah, I mean, I hate being under overhead lights, period, but I have to be in my studio. So anyway, my other part of the house is just lanterns, candles, all sorts of things. I wish I could sh show you guys. Anyway, let's start, with some, uh, let's start with some questions and then I'll answer them too. Maybe just one question actually, uh, and a, a nice simple one that I was thinking about, which is, it's kind of just a version of gratitude, but it doesn't give you those feelings of like, what did Robin just ask me to make a gratitude list? Um, but I was thinking about this question because I found a photo of my last studio in Texas and, um, it was right before I took everything off the walls. So you see, you know, the ghosts of all my old drawings, um, kind of faintly on the wall. Since I work in graphite, you can kind of see, you definitely see the edges of it. So you see big squares and rectangles. And then, uh, you, I had written, you know, tiny little notes on the wall occasionally. And one of mine that I saw before I had to paint over it was something like, 
as long as I have TV shows and movies to watch, I'll never kill myself. <laughs> and that was it. It was very to the point, blunt. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I still adhere to that. Like that might be the main reason I'm going to stick around for the long haul, whatever the long haul means for me. Because <laughs> it drives me crazy every day how much I want to take in, you know? Um, so the, yeah, so the question is, what are some of the things you care a lot about? Or what is one thing you care about? Like what, maybe that's it. Like what keeps you around? What little things keep you around? Simple things. I mean, you can say big things, smart things, dumb things, embarrassing things, whatever comes to mind. But for me, I have a lot of things, but I, I, I have to say TV is one of them and and TV shows especially. I think back then when I wrote that note, it probably just, even though TV shows have always been important, maybe just said movies. Now I, I should have kept it out open. I found it on my computer, but anyway, I don't remember. It must've said both because yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, you can, you can just think them in your head or you can reach out to me, tell me in my Instagram comments, the post doesn't have to be related to it. Or you can always write the podcast at me reading stuff at iCloud.com. I'd love to hear your answers. Uh, I'll answer I'll answer what comes to mind for me, uh, not just movies and TV. And you're probably gonna roll your eyes if you listen before because I'm sure the same thing. Like already, my number one that's coming to my head. Do I talk about to- like high quality toilet paper every fucking episode? That's how much I care about it. I think I do uh, care that much and I'm sorry, but yeah, so I'm a one trick pony. I only talk about toilet paper and what else. Feeling clean, I mentioned that. That is a great feeling and I, I mentioned that earlier. That's how I love the feeling of being clean, which is why I cannot go camping with you. I cannot enjoy that because I don't know, when I start feeling dirty, grimy, some people, I've met a lot of people who like that feeling and I cannot relate to that. Um, I remember my old friend Shelby would always kind of say that. She's like, yeah, and I like it when other people start to appear and smell dirty. <laughs> and I always found it so interesting. Shout out to Shelby out there. Um, but I could not agree with her because I was just like, oh God, it drives me crazy. Um <laughs> Kind of similar to all of this, private bathrooms are up there. That's not going to keep me around, though. Now I'm getting a little bit, but I do love private bathrooms, meaning I don't like public restrooms. So that's not a thing to keep you around because actually the amount of times I have to use public restrooms just because I go out into the world occasionally, um, uh, yeah, that makes me actually want to die. So I take that one back. Grocery stores do, I, I never go to the bathroom in the grocery store usually because I usually go, you know, to the grocery store close to my home and I don't need to, but thank God. But, you know, I love grocery stores. Forget about their bathrooms. Let's just talk about grocery stores. I, I am obsessed with grocery stores. I want to go to your grocery store. I want you to take me to your favorite grocery store and I want you to take me to your least favorite grocery store. I want to hear about your grocery store. I want to hear if you have a favorite checkout person and bagger and cart picker-upper person. 
um, manager even, you know, whatever. Tell me why you like it. Tell me why you go back there. I am just so obsessed with grocery stores. I have, I have my favorite. It, it is a QFC. Um, I didn't have, I had never had experiences with QFC until moving to Washington, but I love mine. Um, and it's a Kroger thing. So that's why, cause I, Kroger was my favorite down in Texas besides Central Market, which was just insane. Um, lastly, I'm going to go with garlic powder. Garlic powder, the smell of it, the taste of it, the prevalence of it in everything I make, everything I make, I, I cannot live without it. I am so into it and I don't want to um, be without it. As long as garlic powder is around, I'm around. Um, yeah, man, I, I was on my, I was trying to clean out something on my phone. Oh, maybe you guys saw this. If you follow me on Instagram the other day, I found this note. What did it say? Oh man, it's already erased from there. But it said something like, um, for some reason, it was a note on my phone to myself. I wrote a couple years back that said code in all caps at the top. And then underneath it, it said something like, um, gar prob probably, although I just said prob or something, prob the most important thing to me is garlic powder or garlic powder is prob the most important thing to me. That was the only thing in this note. I'm like, whoa, that distills, that distills me. New headstone, uh, garlic powder was the most important thing to her. I need to write that down. That, that really might be my headstone, even though I don't want to be buried. Garlic powder was the most important thing to her. You like how I'm just not even pausing it? You guys are here for me to uh, write something down. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, speaking of smartphones, technology, all of that, um, another thing that I love that I just want to talk about, and, and if you've listened, you know this, but like staying away from one's smartphone as much as possible. If you're on a productive bandwagon of any kind like you're trying to be productive or specifically if you're trying to be creative trying to conceive of things ideas images I don't know how anyone is doing that while looking at their phone all the time I don't know how one would ever do that 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 doesn't compute to me although I do realize that everybody operates very differently. So it kind of makes sense. But anyway, I can't do it. So I've been trying to keep my phone away from me while I'm working, like keep it inside the house while I'm in my studio. And there's some things going on in my family. So I have to, I do keep my phone on me a little bit more right now for my parents. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I am just trying so hard. That's been a big goal lately. I've never been on my phone that much, to be honest with you, but just the way that I check the time. So I've bought, I now bought clocks for many of the, all the rooms that I'm in. That way I don't check it for that. And I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get into my own brain rather than other people's brains and thoughts and eyeballs the way we all do on social media if you're on it because I mean it's not that I'm more interesting but I have a better chance than anyone else I'm looking at through their lens but it, I have a better chance being 
a good version of me, creatively speaking, uh, speaking and mentally speaking, just in all of the ways, if I'm, you know, sort of just swimming in my own stuff in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, really just thinking about my own shit and whatever I'm excited about or annoyed by. And it's so hard to do that if you're looking at your phone all the time. At least I believe it is. Maybe it's not for any, any of you, but anyway, it feels really good to be, I'm glad I'm not naturally addicted to those sensations that people have towards their smartphone. Damien is, Damien is very, he doesn't even have a smartphone and he doesn't text. So, you know, he's on the road now. We don't text. We talk, it's like it's the 1990s or something. We talk at the end of the night at a set time and catch up on our days. So it's a very beautiful thing. I, I will tell you, I, I mean, this kind of started because I told him forever, I've always hated talking on the phone with a passion. And so, and he loves it. And um, he used to be addicted to text messaging and all this stuff. And I don't like doing much of it at all. So, and I do need to be left alone a lot. So we decided, you know, several different times when he's been on tour that we'll just do it, even when he used to have a smartphone, we'll do it old fashioned style. And you can just call me at the end of the day. And I, I don't know, for me, it is a wonderful thing to just act like I'm, I'm not able to see every detail or, well, like for instance, he, yesterday, he and everyone he's on tour with had, their van had trouble with the tire and they had to go, the tire was totally flat and they had to go and, it was very stressful, I'm sure, and annoying. They had to go find a mechanic or, or a tire person, get a new tire because it's a rental van and the rental van place didn't have another. Anyway, it sounded like a nightmare, right? And I was thinking, you know, we were talking about it at the end of the day and Damien said, you know, if I had a smartphone and if you were into that kind of stuff, just think you would have known about it the second it happened. Maybe he would have sent me a photo. Then I would have been worried about him, even though it wasn't that big of a deal. Everything was fine. Everyone was safe. But anyway, we were just talking about how interesting it is. Or what if I had logged in and Josh, his guitarist and best friend, what if Josh had posted in the stories or something? <laughs> and I see all of a sudden that Damien is on the side of the road with a tire blown out or whatever. That would be weird because we're we're trying to live in this other world of of not being that connected to everything every second of the day. I don't know why I'm going on and on and on. Anyway, I will say it's funny because Damien's also very good about staying away from the news because it works him up and upsets him and everything. Which yeah, I mean when we all hear that, right? But. This is a sad, so I've been, anyway, this is about the Gabby Petito story. And um, I had been, he's been off of the news, so he didn't really know about this. And when we caught up two, two nights ago, I said something like, um, yeah, and I've been researching Gabby Petito. And he, he goes something like, what is that again? A book or a recipe? I'm not laughing at anything about Gabby Petito because that story is so devastating and awful. 
Um, but I do love that if I'm saying something that's foreign to Damien, it's going to be either a book or a recipe. I love that recipe was in there. And uh, yeah, I mean, if it wouldn't be morbid, I would name my next uh, casserole after Gabby Petito. Maybe, maybe that isn't morbid. Maybe that's a nice thing. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So that's how out of it Damien is, which I mean, God bless him. I, I would love to, I'm not that out of this and I, I won't be, but, um, I do take breaks for full days and two days and sometimes even a week from the news. So if I ever seem out of it, that's why I'm purposefully out of it. Okay. My Lord, this is a very long, I, I can tell this is just going to be a long podcast. There's no way, there's no way around it. Let me grab the book. Okay, guys. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me get something. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to be reading today from a very fun book that I just got uh, called I Forced a Bot to Write This Book. And this is by Keaton Patty. This book was published last year by Andrews McNeil Publishing 2020. And um, so this, this guy, uh, Keaton Patty, great name, by the way, is a writer uh, for Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's written for McSweeney's, The New Yorker, The Onion, Marvel. It said Marvel. Um, you name it, this guy's done it. Uh, and he came, I guess he had been having bots write things for him because he thought it, it was always funny. I don't know a lot about bots, to be honest with you, but I do know what it sounds like when a bot writes me something, and I'm always obsessed. So for this book, I forced a bot to write this book. He had a bot write various things from wedding announcements, Amazon reviews, um, scripts for movies and TV shows. There's a Seinfeld episode he had a bot write. There's a Jeopardy episode he had a bot write. And let's see if I can find it. In that one, it starts with this. Um, three contestants stay far away from Alex Trebek. I mean, to set the stage for Jeopardy that way is so funny. And obviously these are all so funny, but they're also, uh, they're just, um, they're arresting. They're very beautiful. And they feel like, especially the script part, those feel like a play that I've never seen, but would love to see. Like I would die to see a play, plays that are written the way these scripts are written. Um, in fact, it reminds me a little of, I've been telling you guys about the TV show, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, um, that I'm watching from the seventies and I highly recommend it starring Louise Lasser. And, uh, yeah, try to find an episode on YouTube if you don't want to commit, but I really recommend if you still have a DVD player, get the DVDs and get into it. If you're into, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I don't know this, but I'm pretty sure Twin Peaks was very influenced by Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman in, you wouldn't know that offhand. There's, but it is, I don't even, I don't know where, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like I'm doing a horrible job talking today. So let's let the bot speak. Bots know how to speak, right? This was my favorite one in the book, but, uh, and this one is called Bot Obituary. Okay, so he had a bot write an obituary. Here we go. Brenda Tent retired from living at the age of old, surrounded by family and natural causes. 
A librarian from birth, Brenda was an avid collector of dust. She had a sweetheart and married her high school. She loved... I can't even take it. She loved having hobbies and helped her son to be disadvantaged youths. Her sons to be disadvantaged youths. She had no horses. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it. She had no horses but thought she did. The church gave her a choir because she sang like a bird and <laughs> looked like a bird. And <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have definitely never had this much trouble reading anything on this entire six and a half years I've been doing this. Let me just start from the church. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm crying. The church gave her a choir because she sang like a bird and looked like a bird. <laughs> and Brenda was a bird. She owed us so many poems. <laughs> what? How does this happen? Somebody needs to describe. I got to start playing with bots. The funeral will be held in 1977 at Heaven. In lieu of flowers, send Brenda more life. <laughs> I need to know how much he had to do with these. Or is it truly... Like, I wish I knew the process. Maybe... So, it, I hope it doesn't ruin it if I find out the process. I don't think it will. I've got to like tip my hat to this Keaton Patty because I don't I don't even know. Uh, the nothing since the poetry of sports talk, which I'll put a I'll put a link in here to the poetry of sports talk for you guys. Um, what's the real name of that book? I'm sorry, that's just the secondary title. Uh, but nothing since that book <laughs> has anything made me feel this way. This is a book I think you guys all need to get for people's, for, for people for gifts coming up, for birthdays, for the holidays or whatever. The Poetry of Sports Talk. Oh, Erratic Fire, Erratic Passion, The Poetry of Sports Talk by Pasha Mala and Jeff Parker. And go back to me reading stuff. Uh, hop on there and do a search for the, that book and you'll find my episodes on that. I, I've read from that book so many times. Um, and I'll, I have a feeling I'll be reading a lot from here. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I'm so sorry that I couldn't get it out. I could not get that out. Especially because she sang like a bird and looked like a bird. And Brenda was a bird. I think the thing about it is how there's and brenda was how her name was in there again was the funniest part because think about it the church gave her a choir because she sang like a bird and looked like a bird and if it just said and was a bird that's not as funny <laughs> it's funny because and brenda was a bird not that i'm trying to like dissect comedy writing but i know we have some comedy writers in this audience and how you guys do this i'll never know and I fully worship the ground you guys walk on. All right. All right. You guys, this is insane. I, I got to stop this. Um, you guys always can check me out on Instagram at R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. You can check out my website. Look at my drawings. I'm about to do an overhaul on that website. So if you like it the way it is, soak it in now because that shit is going away. I need it to be a little bit different. So Anyway, robinoneal.com and my shop. You guys can also always check out my shop. There's a few ceramics left, maybe only two ceramics left. I can't remember. The best one is left. Why does this keep happening? Do I have the worst ability to predict what, what people will like or what? 
Um, there's this butter dish that is so insanely funny looking. And somehow that thing is still here in my studio. So if somebody's smart, they'll get on there and they'll buy that. Um, also, if you're interested in my drawings, you can always get my book, 20 Years of Drawing. You can get that through my website. And that's enough of the business. And let me close this out by, what, I, what do I want to do here? I've already asked you a question. Maybe you need some advice. Maybe, maybe you need some advice from me. Why would anyone need advice from me? Uh, say what you mean, mean what you say. Just don't be mean when you say it. That's my greatest piece of advice. That's what's helped me the most in life. You gotta say what you, you gotta say what's on your mind though, you guys. You just have to. But you can always find a nice way to say things. Um, and yeah, that, that's my. Th I mean, maybe you don't always speak your mind, but you know what I mean. Um, when it shines, it's, it shines. That's a good one. When it shines, it shines. Like if something's not figured out now, don't worry about it. It'll be, it'll be figured out when it needs to be figured out. Um, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Don't say right because you're, you're going to be miserable. Sometimes you do want to be right though, right? I used to always want to be right and now I really don't give a shit. Um, we are what we repeatedly do. You guys believe that? You are what you repeatedly do. That's exactly who you are. So. Do you like it or do you not like it? Because then change change your ways, okay? <laughs> if you don't like it, why don't you change that shit? That's an Aristotle quote, by the way. That is not, everything else I told you was actually um, from my 12-step program, but I gave you a little Aristotle there too. At least I think it's Aristotle. If it's not, I'm sorry. So what am I? If, if I am what I repeatedly do, I don't know what that is right now for me. I mean, it used to be all I did was worry. I was just a ball of nerves. Now I don't know what I am. Isn't that interesting? Maybe I'll never know again. And that's fine with me because I exhaust me. I know, I, I know I'm tired a lot. Although I had a little more energy the last two days, you guys. A little bit more. How great is that? Because, I mean, hello, to be 9.5 out of 10 in the exhaustion scale, that's pretty sad. Okay, anyway, um, you guys are hopefully being good to yourselves and to others. And unless those others are racist monsters. I'm thinking about each and every one of you and hoping you don't hate me for recording such a long podcast. I'm sorry. I just feel like I want to talk right now uh, to you guys. I love you guys. Get the fuck out of here. Have a great night and I'll talk to you next week. Oh shit, you guys, I'm back. Sorry, it's always creepy when I do this, isn't it? But I, I just, um, I was about to edit the music to the podcast, publish the episode, and I thought, I don't know if I said that I'll put a link in the description so that you guys can see where to buy this book. Anyway, I want you guys to buy this book. I forced a bot to write this book, AI Meets BS. This is by Keaton Patty, that's P-A-T-T-I. I'm going to link you directly to uh, his website and there's all sorts of options for where you can purchase it uh, right there. So anyway, sorry, I never forget to do that, but I fear I forgot to. And let's face it, I'm about to eat lasagna. I'm not going to be in here editing and trying to stick this in in a natural way. So it's going on the end. This is my PS, which I love post scripts. All right. PS, I love you.